Welcome back to the pack out. Sometimes I wish that things always worked out like they do in the movies with dramatic rescues and beautiful actors. But real life is a little more messy and a lot less predictable. Sometimes that actually ends up being a better story. Which brings us to today's episode, which I share with my daughter. I hope you like it. I was talking with my friend Michelle, and she casually said, so my maid thinks there's a ghost in our house. I was like, hold up, I'm going to need more information. Michelle tried to give me the answers I wanted, but she still didn't really know all the details, and honestly, she wasn't even sure what she thought about the whole thing. And like I said, I, I don't want to say that I don't believe, because also, like, she, it's a new house, right? And so she just started working here. You know, like, houses make noises sometimes. So I didn't want to, like, discredit it 100%, but I was like, I haven't witnessed anything. She suggested that I talk to the maid herself. I was like, great, when? And can I bring my daughter? Most parents want to shield their kids from this kind of thing, but my teenager, Rocky, well, she's into it. Okay, so I've, I've been interested in ghosts since like I was a little kid. Practically ancient history now that she's 14. Ghosts are so cool. If there was an option of like three topics to do and one of them was ghosts, I'd just pick ghosts because those, they always interest me. I think most everyone is at least a little interested in ghosts. Personally, I love a good ghost story, especially if it happened long ago and far away. I wasn't exactly sure I wanted to participate in one. I've seen enough movies to know that as soon as you open the door to a haunted house, things go downhill from there. If it were just me, I would have left it alone, but the truth was... I knew it was the perfect chance to spend some time with Rocky. If you don't have a teenage daughter, you probably don't know what a tricky relationship it is. One day you have an adorable baby, and then the next thing you know, there's this sassy, smart young person living in your house, and you feel like you don't even know her. I thought, this is my chance. I had visions of us as a mother-daughter ghost-busting team. We would get to the bottom of this haunting together and, along the way, become best friends. And if coming face-to-face with the poltergeist was the price, I figured it'd be worth it. And Rocky agreed. We were going to open that door together. Watch out, ghosts. Your days are numbered. There was just one issue. Neither of us actually know anything about ghosts. My experience consists mostly of campfire stories and Rocky, well... Not like any actual study. I listen to ghost podcasts occasionally and I read books about ghosts. The list of what we were missing was long. For one thing, we didn't have one of those PKE meters that the real Ghostbusters carried around. How are we going to sense paranormal activity? We certainly didn't have a trap if we did come face to face with a ghost. We didn't even have little containers to collect slime. All we really had was a microphone. 
So that's where we started. Our first order of business was to interview our witness, Juanita Perugachi. She's Ecuadorian, which is important to the story. None of it will make sense if you don't know that everyone I talked with lives in Quito. Juanita had worked cleaning houses for 10 years and never had a problem until now. In this house, from the first day that I entered, I felt a heavy atmosphere. I have heard sounds, the doors opening and closing, but Michelle is not there. I can hear the water in the bathroom turn on. A lot of times, the taps are on. When I first started, it really scared me, like a lot. After it happened twice, it scared me so much that I told Michelle, I believe there are ghosts here. Michelle is a New Yorker and had a healthy dose of skepticism. But then, one day, her husband, Hector, saw something weird. He was taking a shower and could see the bathroom towels moving like someone was messing around with them, even though no one was around. But then when Hector mentioned that, I was like, oh, okay, maybe there is something going on. Later, Rocky and I took a minute to talk through what we had learned. Frankly, it wasn't much. Do you think there was a ghost? I mean, I'd say overall, yes. Didn't uh, Juanita say she heard, like, footsteps? Yeah. In the, like, the upstairs? I think that's uh, pretty common with, like, ghost activity. But there Juanita, there were some points where she seemed legitimately scared. Yeah, Juanita... She seems like she really did believe that there was a ghost in there. Regardless of if there was or there wasn't, she seems like she really did believe there was. But it seemed like a very, like, kind of tame spirit. Right, because at the end of the interview, Juanita said something that caught my attention. It was like a spirit. I felt like someone died in this house. Or this house was built with a bone buried in it. Um, what? She went on to explain. I grew up believing those things. For example, my brother, when someone dies, he takes a bone, just a bone, and you bury in the apartment. There are many that believe that. And it could have happened here. Like the good investigators we hoped to be, we asked around. And this thing with the bone? Turns out it's common. Everyone from this area has heard stories. Remember my friend Daniela, who was in an earlier episode teaching me about agave? Well, she explained it all to me. If you uh, have a family that dies, 
and you want the spirit of these uh, people protect your home, you have to take a huesito, a little bone. It could be a finger, maybe a, a, a part of the finger or a part of the body of, the, of your family, and you have to hide this in some place of your house. So the tradition told us that maybe if you go to vacation, you have to leave for your home for something, the huesito will keep your, your house safe. So I told you uh, my family used to do that. There are tons of stories, myths, and beliefs that link the living to their dead family members. That didn't surprise me at all. But keeping the actual bone from the body of that ancestor, I'd never come across that before. Like I said, I'm not exactly a scholar when it comes to these things. In my cultural background, bones are a little more sinister. Like something you'd use in an opposite way to curse someone or to cause harm. Rocky had a similar reaction. I think that's so interesting because what if those bones didn't want to protect you? Do you think that it would work like that? I mean, if you were a dead soul and your your descendant was like, hey, will you watch the house while we're on vacation? Yeah, that would be interesting. Like, just to put myself in the perspective of a ghost, I don't know what it'd be like to be a ghost. This is why Juanita was wondering if there was a bone in the house. The job of that ancestor is specifically to make noises and scare away strangers, which, as a new maid, she was. Of all the people we talked with, none of them had their own huesito, but they all knew someone who did. And everyone would say the same thing. I don't believe in those old ideas. But then they would pause and say, but my uncle has never been robbed. Apparently, the huesitos get the job done. I couldn't figure out how people get their hands on a huesito. I mean, not to be gross, but bones are generally pretty stuck inside a body. But the answer has to do with the burial traditions in this area. Quito is a city on a mountain with very little flat land. Cemetery plots are super expensive, so instead of buying one, most people will rent. The average rental is around four years, which gives a corpse some time to decompose. At that point, someone will return for the bones. It's called family reunification. Whatever is left gets cremated. Well, everything except a huesito for each of the family members who wants one. These huesitos are used in a lot of different ways. Some people actually build them into the rafters of a home. Others bury it underneath. But it seems like most of them just keep it in a box, on a shelf, or in a drawer. I still feel a little squeamish about the idea of keeping Auntie's bone in your underwear drawer. But for some people, these huesitos are really special. Maybe like passing down a pocket watch or a necklace of someone that you loved. It's one thing to have a bone somewhere in your house, but our investigation found that some people actually carry them around. I read a newspaper article from a couple of years ago about an Ecuadorian guy in his 20s. He was arrested for taking a bone on a flight into Guatemala. It was the femur of his grandfather. That's the biggest bone in the human body. He didn't leave it behind when he went on vacation, but instead brought it along in his bag. He was shocked when airport security confiscated it. 
Just for the record, carrying human bones over international borders is a big no-no. The article mentions that after forensic testing, the police were able to prove that it was indeed a human bone and not from an animal. The guy was mad. He was like, yeah, I told you. It is part of my abuelo. So I guess what we learned through all this is that if you're heading out on a trip, leave grandpa's leg behind to protect the house and to keep yourself from being arrested. Rocky and I felt pretty confident that Michelle's house was not being haunted by a huesito for the simple reason that nobody would move and leave behind a piece of the person that they loved. So, we were back where we started. Michelle had the idea that we should talk to a curandera, which is a word that translates to healer. There are a lot of these women around here and all across South America. In the markets, they have little booths overflowing with herbs, candles, and amulets. It's a tradition that goes back to when the Spanish invaded. This mixture of indigenous medicine and Catholic rituals built a common ground between the two cultures. So we headed to the market, and that's how we met Nancy Criolla. She's been curing folks for 26 years at the Iñaquito market, and in a way, she kind of grew up there. My mom had a place at the market from when I was young. I was here all the time learning. I really liked Nancy right from the beginning. She's smart and a true businesswoman. After learning the art of herbal healing from her mom, she taught her daughter, who now has her own booth in the same market. Nancy pointed her out and said, that's my girl. I hoped that their mother-daughter team could help mine get to the bottom of this ghost problem. Michelle gave her a rundown of the situation and asked her if she had any ideas. Nancy pulled something off the shelf and handed it over. It was a kit. Like a ready-made de-ghost-your-house kit. It looked like a soup mix in a plastic bag. Each herb was separated into its own section. There were things that looked like little rocks, some sticks, and a lot of spices. It had a printed label and was called Powerful Magical Incense. Nancy said, just burn this and the spirit will leave. We all kind of looked at each other. Could it really be that easy? Apparently this must be a common issue around here. Clearly there's a demand. I was expecting that Nancy would have some advice, but I wasn't prepared for the remedy to be, well, magic. I had to ask what was in it. It has all the incense, myrrh, lavender, copal, storax, palo santo, and sulfur. And I gave her a bromopeter to sit inside and outside. It wasn't lost on me that she was selling us a broom. <laughs> Even early on, curanderas were labeled as brujas, witches. This line between medicine and magic has always been sort of vague. Rocky and I had a lot to break down here. We were talking about something about witches in school, and I was like, every woman that was single and in the woods 
in old times was considered a witch. Women were just good at healing, and so then people started calling them witches. When I think of witchcraft, I don't think of, like, Satan. I think of, like, um, well, I mean, I would say Harry Potter, but when you say witchcraft, I think of, like, herbs and, like, making funny little potions. If you being in the woods and being single is considered a witch, I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) Like, being able to live out in the woods in, like, a cottage and, like, everyone's scared of you so you just get left alone, that sounds pretty cool. I wanted to know Rocky's opinion about herbal healing. Maybe it just depends on the person because I don't think it's like a cure-all and I don't think it's like snake oil either. I well, think- yeah, and there were a lot of years where women couldn't be doctors. They couldn't right. practice medicine. It was not allowed. Mm-hmm. They were skilled healers. Well, also, I think the idea of like witches being bad, witches as women being bad, I don't know, burning witches at the stake they did it because they were mad at women and i think that if women are still doing witchcraft today that i think that now it's just an empowerment thing because we can do witchcraft without being burned at the stake i think that's even more empowering because if we're in charge of all the witchcraft and stuff then like the men are gonna be in trouble that's my girl The curanderas, they don't like to be labeled as brujas. Nancy was very specific about this. No, yo soy católica. Católica, sí. Que vienen a comprar para hacer el mal. Sometimes people come to buy stuff to do bad things. No, yo para hacer el mal. But I only sell to do good things. I was glad to hear it. I did want to have an adventure with my daughter, but I wasn't really interested in the two of us like accidentally releasing the powers of hell or something. I trusted Nancy, and I knew she wouldn't give us anything bad. Real witchcraft feels a little scary. Yeah, I do think it can be scary. The whole cure set us back about $3, which I thought was quite reasonable. Before we left, I asked Nancy about the other herbs. She was pointing them out. This is for stomach issues. That one helps with cramps. There was one that I even recognized. Is that mint, I asked? What does that cure? No, mi amor, eso es para hacer mojitos. That's for making mojitos. We set a date and time for the ghost busting. I've got to be honest. I was mostly sure that it was going to be fine, but I was also a teeny tiny bit scared. I wished that I had one of those big black proton packs like the real Ghostbusters. Not because I believed that it would actually work, but I thought that at least it might look intimidating enough to scare the ghost a little. I was really excited. And then it was like three days before we went, and I started getting kind of nervous. Because I was like, what if something like actually does happen? And I've just been like super happy and excited for this. And then I come home the traumatized little girl and and then we went and we did it if that isn't responsible parenting i don't know what is the day arrived and it was a rainy october evening we were definitely feeling a halloween vibe hi hey it's rigby 
Turned out it wasn't even remotely creepy at all. I think it wasn't as scary because Michelle is like so bubbly. Yeah, Michelle is really lovely and greeted us with a bright smile. And another thing, it wasn't like we were walking into a dark, creepy house with spider webs and bats. This house was beautiful and thanks to Juanita, immaculately clean. It was painted with bright colors and full of flowering plants. I thought, if a ghost is living here, it's going to be hard to convince them to leave. I didn't want to leave. We were going to be fine without any boxes to collect slime. Do I have all the stuff? <laughs> okay. So this is... Um... Magical potion, powerful magical potion, apparently. It looks really pretty. It looks like you could make a really nice tea out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little tricky to light, but we finally got it going. This is our first time. We're learning. Oh, this smells good. I'm trying to like pinpoint. It smells like Oregon, with all the like hippies. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were like... burning a lot of incense. <laughs> you can tell that we're experts. Oh yeah. I had a clump of weeds that we're using to... The broom. Yeah, like the broom to sweep out the bad spirit. Do you remember how it smelled? It smelled like old. Like it was um, from another time. And I remember we went into Michelle's kid's room and they were like, smells so bad, get out, you don't like it. And I was like, ooh, okay. Get hot again. <laughs> so I swept. Hi. I asked him to leave in peace. The rock is going into every room with the magic. Magical positive energy herbs. <laughs> it was all so simple, but it actually did feel like we had some kind of power. Not something supernatural. It felt more like we were tapping into a well of feminine strength. Juanita, Nancy, Michelle, Rocky, and I, all of us women, following a history of our female ancestors who took it upon themselves to solve problems, to bring in positive energy, and to kick out any dumb ghost who wasn't invited into their homes. Out of respect to our curandera, I wouldn't call it witchcraft. But whatever it was, Rocky and I both felt lucky that we can practice any type of healing we want without fear of being thrown into a fire. Those herbs did smell old, and I felt a comfort in that. I really do believe that the souls of the past can protect us. I don't carry my ancestors' huesitos in my pocket, but I like to think that they're looking out for me. And when it's my turn, I hope I get to do the same for my descendants. I don't think any potential future grandchildren will be carrying around my pinky bone, but if it is at all possible... I'd be happy to watch their houses from the other side. So did it work? I asked Juanita if she's had any other issues in the house. She said that everything is quiet. But then she added, It's because I prayed to Jesus, not because of you guys and your magic. Either way, problem solved. I feel like a lot of ghost stories are pretty unsatisfying because yeah. they don't have like a cool ending or... Right. But she, she just prayed and it went away. But God, I mean, that's the reality. Not everything can be like super crazy all the time. You we know? didn't see like some green 
blob come. We didn't get attacked. This I consider a good thing. But still, we had some laughs together, and I'm further on my way to getting to know the woman that my baby is becoming. And she seems pretty cool. In the end, I will never know if it was the herbs or the prayers or if there was never a ghost at all. But you know what the locals say. I don't believe in those old traditions, but Tio never did get robbed. Special thanks for this episode go to Michelle Lorenzo, Juanita Perugachi, Nancy Criolla, Daniela Mantilla, and of course, my brave ghost hunting daughter, Raquel Rigby. Translations voiced by Marcela Pastor and Belen Calderon. Editing by Casey Cummings. Theme song by Chris Wetton and performed by Aggregate.